Yes, welcome to an, an another episode of Finding Funnies with me, Steve Royland. Jamie Sutherland. Uh, special guest this week. Unbelievable is, uh, guest. Oh, we're, we're lucky to get it. America's Got Talent superstar, Tape Face. Chatting to him later on. I've also got a royal proclam- proclamation, once again, struggling with that word, involving a film that I watched. Yeah. It'll shock you, this. It's a film that I watched for the first time in my life this week. The fact that it's the first time I've ever watched this film will shock you. All right? I also want to discuss the behaviour of dogs. Right? I know you're a cat man yourself, Jamie. I am. But I'll be discussing the behaviour of dogs because there's something that's just been bothering me all week about this. And I'll also tell you an amusing, well, amusing to me, quip that I made to my wife this week when she said she was going through a difficult stage in her life. Right. All right. Big uh, question. Big yeah. question. Yeah. Is there any room for anything I want to say? Hey, well, I've got I've got put a note on here saying the usual Scouse acting rubbish. And oh, uh, and, well, and well, I'm well. sure, genuinely, I've written, uh, no doubt, Jamie will be whinging about something. Can I just say, the acting yeah. things took quite the turn this week. <laughs> it has. It took quite the turn. I Go on. Was, I let's let's kick off with this. No, let's Go save on. it. Save it. Saving it. Order. All right, okay. Order, but All right, no, but it genuinely. Your services have been naturally required. I, 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 never, I, I never in my life thought you someone would consult you about acting. I'm, I'm absolutely mind-blown. Can I start off with my whinge? Yeah. Because if I don't, yeah. then yeah. I'm hanging on to it. It's lovely. And then it's on my chest, and I yeah. need to get it off, and then they can do the funnies. Right, so, well, let me give you a proper introduction that I had written here. Oh. It's lovely to be back. Jamie. You look like you're in a right mood. I'm not in a mood, right? Oh, okay. But what we've had, and I, and I made a note of the other day, is that the because it's just been half term, so we've seen a lot of people going abroad, especially you know, say Mexico, Dominican Republic, mm. Dubai. Mm. You know, you know they're abroad because they're online, they're on Facebook. I'm happy for them. I'm not yeah. bothered about them. What you've got is people trying to steal other people's thunder. But by doing it by stealth, these are the same people that used to sit at like, or stand next to the fridge at house parties, just diving in <laughs> conversations. You know, if you go, yeah. um, mm, should we have a Chinese? And they go, oh, Barbara, do you remember we walked the Great Wall of China? <laughs> you know, those people. So what they've done now is they've found a new way to get under your skin. And if somebody happily posts a photo somewhere abroad, somewhere amazing. They don't just go, like, looks fantastic, with a little comment. They go, um, have you tried the um, the Chinese on the left on the high street? Uh, so they have letting, to make them know. That they've that, been yeah. before. Yeah. I have to say, though, I'm a little bit of a victim of that. Only, only in one particular area, because my wife's half Grand Canarian. Right? She's half a canary, right? Right. Her family, obviously, we go visiting them a lot, and they know all the little nooks and crannies of Grand Canaria that a normal tourist. I'm looking at you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking of normal, but as a tourist, you turn up at Grand Canaria. I can give you some top tips. So I will. Yeah, but I you're... will become that one again. But I, but I feel like I'm an expert. I'm almost part of the club. I'm, I'm half Spanish myself. I'm married into it. What you're doing is you're providing a public service. These Thank other you. people. Yeah, I just gloat in. Just you know, that they've already been, and we've done yeah. that. We've ticked yeah. that one off. But isn't it isn't it better that at least doing that than saying, I've you know tried. To, I mean, if you try the you know the Chinese around the corner. 
that's all right. But to say, oh, you're in Dominican Republic, have you? Have you tried Barbados? That's like your oldie's never going to be as good as the oldie that we had in the similar area, but you're not going to be able to access that area. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. I'm just that you know, these people are under my skin. <laughs> the They're proper, under my skin. proper winding you up, are It's only because it's come out because of, um, <laughs> it's, it's because of half term. It's come out because of half term. Come on, Steve. Right, well, what I was going to say, don't mean Royal Proclamation, can I have a little, oh. can I have a little, a little jingle? Do you mind? Well, because what we've got to remember with this um, jingle, oh, yeah. did you have a jingle? You had a fanfare for me. Oh, I did. You did and then, it, But it was a pathetic fanfare. I can do my own. I can oh, just do it. Royal announcement, <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it's not really what I want. Proper, you know, like um, entering a what? building, like a ro- like royal to enter in a building. Yeah. I want or something like that. What you need to remember yeah. is you're a cabaret act. All oh, right, okay. And this yeah, is yeah. cabaret. Okay. What this says yeah. is end of pier, as Simon Cowell put it. Well, no, it just. Means, I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, I don't take that as a what dera- I would say is that statement. in my world of comedy, if I turn up <laughs> to do a corporate and I'll say who was here last year. You know, I'm going to go, John Bishop, Michael McIntyre. I go, all right, okay, you haven't got as much budget you know, <laughs> yeah, as normal. Things have not been good but for your saying, business. In your league, yeah. you'll say, who was here last year? And they'll go, mm. oh, Stephen Mulhern, the cheeky girls. Oh, I'm going to. The, che- so, <laughs> the cheeky girls. I'm just saying, the, <laughs> the jingle. Would, it's been many a dream for me to go on after so, the cheeky drills. Have your I'd love to be just behind them. Own the jingle. Right. Anyway. There we go. I haven't done it. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. I have a royal proclamation to make. There you go. Make it. I have never yes. watched. Are you ready for this? Yep. Dirty Dancing. Well, I've never watched Dirty Dancing in its entirety. But I have seen it in probably 20 segments. Okay, that's a little bit like me with a lot of the, like, the Frozen films, a lot of Disney's that the kids have had on it. You mean you've just wandered in and you go, oh, that's on tutted and walked back out the room again. So I think if I piece together, right, well, I have. Go, go on. Well, this week, I, I disciplined myself. It was on telly. We decided we're going to we're about to go onto Netflix and see what we could watch that night. And then this came on the North. It was just on Channel Four, I think it was. Yeah. Popped up, and I went. Do you know what? I've never seen it. And the girls were excited because the girls seen the musical version, and I went to see the musical, not having a clue about any of it. I saw the musical, the stage version of it, not so long ago in Blackpool, and I thought actually quite good. This. I thought I'll sit and watch the film, yeah. and I, I, I was proper entertained. It's a good film. It's, it's even to, even to this day. I think because it was it's set in the fifties, I think it's fifties or sixties. Yeah. Because it's got that historical concept, context. Anyway, films like that tend to age better. Anyway, don't they? Right. Do you know what I mean? Can because they're already period drama. My mother-in-law watched the uh, the theatre version. Yeah. The stage version, as you yeah, love yeah, call it. Yeah. And she said she was very disappointed in the um, no no in the scene where he lifts her because she was expecting. Obviously, a lot of water because it was a lake in the film. You're thinking it's a stage. Yeah, but the, how they did that was actually very funny on the stage version because they couldn't do the lake. It was behind the sheet, like, like I did in Britain's Got Talent. You know, the, the, the final way of doing the the, the synchronized swimming, they yeah. did exactly the same. But every time I lifted her up, they, she'd pop down, obviously take a mouthful of water and spit the water out of the mouth. She genuinely thought they were going to take movie effects. <laughs> like they yeah, wanted Grant. the full thing, yeah. wanted the whole thing. Anyway. 
I'm just saying. Did you enjoy I was, it? I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and it's just amazing seeing you know things like I've known because people quote things. Don't put baby in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. I never knew what it was. It's quite a little throwaway line, isn't it? Like in that, the film, I'll be back, isn't it? You don't. Know yeah, what's you don't know exactly on. when it comes up. But I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you oh, what yeah. film. Right, go and shock me now, and I'm going to give you a title. I've got top ten films on it. Do the top ten, and I'll right. see if there's any in there. Which, what is your top ten from? Top right. 10 well, I've got IMDb two. I can t- well, you can take it. You can you can take your pick if you want because the top tens I've got are top ten films of all time according to IMDb votes. So these are votes. Yeah. Right. So more general public have, that. Can I just have a can yeah, I just interject? I have a very strict rule when it comes to movies. All right. So if I'm looking at Netflix or Prime or Sky movies, I'll just <clears> a little bit of it. Yeah. I will first go on to IMDb. And if it's not got a seven or more, I don't put it on. No way. Yeah, seven I've found over the years is the cutoff for a very good movie. But... Ah, you see... Just saying it works. Give me the list. (laughs) All right. Or you can have the list. Do you want the list according to IMDb then, folks? Yes. Or the list according to critics? No, IMDb. Critics, we'll do the critics one after because it'd be fascinating. Go on. Because those are proper arty fans. But this shocked me. So we'll start at 10. Yeah. Number 10. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Scene. Scene. And your opinion? Yeah, good. Good film. The Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Oh, you didn't expect that in number nine, did you? No, I didn't. No. Not seen. Not seen the good? Who's in oh, it? Oh, I see already. I'm shocked. That's got to be a bigger shock than me and Dirty Dancing. Who's in it? Who's in it? Yeah. It's Clint Eastwood. It's a, it's a classic. No. I'm trying to think who the ugly fella is. <laughs> the ugly one is. The good, bad, I can't believe. But that, you see, that's a bigger shock than me not seeing Dirty Dancing because Dirty Dancing was out in my lifetime. Whereas... Good, the bad, and the ugly. I think 1966 that was brought out. So that's been the hit all your life. You've had, even as a baby, you had a chance to watch that film. You, you never. I mean, let's be honest. You didn't have a choice as a child. What was the cop that he played? At Dirty Harry. Dirty. So I've not seen Dirty Harry films. No, either. no. In lockdown 1.0. Yeah. We completely box set the entire. Oh, series. did you? Every night there was a different one. That's and weirdly, good thing to do. what yeah. happened the other night? Because obviously they're on half term. Bradley suggested we watch a film called The Hustle. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty terrible. What's good? The Hustle? No, because with the women, a, with the girl. It's a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, isn't it? Oh, I see. It's yeah. a complete remake. You know what? How weird that I never even... Tw- yeah, of course it is. It didn't tw- so what happened is, as we're watching it, I'm thinking this is a remake. So I, I went online, and it is a remake. And it is, generally is. I never so even, the girls to, just put it on a lot. We got to the end. Yeah. And Bradley's going, well, is it is it better? Is the I'm going, the original is much funnier. So we got to the end of The Hustle. And then put the other one on. And then watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I wanted Bradley Did as a 13, 14-year-old. By far, the original with Steve Martin and Michael Caine. He preferred that. Yeah, much yeah, better. Yeah, I mean, the Rupert scene itself is just brilliant. I think it's because Steve Martin was a, Genius and Michael Caine is a fantastic actor as well. So well, I, I told you about interviewing Michael Caine, didn't I? Did I told, you? I told, have I never told you about that? Oh. I interviewed Michael Caine on stage. It was amazing at Kirkham Grammar School about six, seven years ago, and he had his autobiography out. And basically, there's a small bookshop called Silverdale, I think, or based in Silverdale, and this little bookshop won like some national competition of small bookshop of the year. 
And as a result, they got Michael Caine to turn up to sign books at their bookshop. Because it's such a small bookshop, it had caused chaos. Wow. So they booked the local school and they said, we'll put an event. So they had about 300 people and I interviewed him on stage. And at the back of his book, he, this is how I began the interview. At the back of his book, he has recipes because obviously he's a big foodie. He used to have a restaurant chain with, um, I think, Sylvester Does he? Stallone and people like that. Oh, Arnie yeah. were involved. Um, Planet Hollywood. But I, th I don't know if he was involved in that. But he had his own restaurant in London anyway. But he, he anyway, in the back of his and book. It, him and his Scottish cousin, they make chips. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Yeah, McCain's. For those who haven't got it yet. Very good, that. Anyway, at the back of the book, he had a recipe, a various recipe. And one of the recipes was for roasted potatoes. So I thought, great way of engaging with him at the beginning will yeah. be to make do one of the recipes so yeah. i do his recipe for roasted potatoes yeah. i take them fill still foil wrap still warm in the foil and i turned up and my, my first question on stage to him was um i've read your book at the back you've got some recipes i thought it'd be a good idea just to say how i got on and he just took one bite out of one potato and went oh yeah i'm trying to do an impression Go of him on. there but yeah i plaffed him enough you haven't what you ain't plaffed him enough Oh, you ain't plaffed them enough. Have you ever had a McCain? You've only got to not plaffed them. You've got to have a McCain wedge. So yeah. no <laughs> anyway, this list. So, so anyway, yeah. So, um, so that's me. Uh, that's my my story. Although, oh no, the reason I was bringing it up is you mentioned about uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That was his favourite film. I asked him what he'd done most pleasure on set with, and what was his greatest film he ever made. And he said Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. He says because at the time, he says Steve, it was filmed in the south of France. I was my best mate. Steve Marty, we had such a laugh. It was brilliant. And I don't even remember Steve, and this is what he says to me. I'm trying to do his voice. Oh, Can you tell? Can you tell I'm doing it? I don't even remember Steve, but back then in the 80s, everyone was going topless. And I looked at him and went, to be honest, Sir Michael, it never really caught on in Kirkham. I was... <laughs> <laughs> and I got a laugh from Sir Michael. Did you? Again. Do you yeah. call him Sir Michael? I don't know if I did. I probably just caught it. Probably he probably. He would, I me. don't think he'd be. I was there. Honestly, honestly, when we got there, I thought I'd get there early and prep myself, get myself in the zone. They put me in his back room. He was already there. I spent really? two hours with him before before it. Nice. Honestly, and you know what, what I guy. say? They get to that certain level that they become even nicer than you'd ever imagine. Yeah, it's, it's only them on the way up and the way down that they, they become new. He was just brilliant. Yeah, <clears throat> lovely. Anyway, rest of these films, right? So, good, bad, and Pulp Fiction, number See, eight. Classic. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is number seven. Again, The Return of the King. Seen them all. Love them. Okay. Schindler's List yes, at number six. Outstanding. Yeah. Twelve Angry Men. I've got you here now, Anna. Twelve Angry Men? Now, no. No, you never seen Twelve Angry Men? No. A, a beautiful, set in a courtroom. I think, it's, I think it's Henry Fonda. I might be wrong. Right. Never seen that. So it's two out of the top ten. You've seen The Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. Of, uh, the Godfather Part Two. No. What? No. Godfather Part One. No. Nope. There's your shocker. There's your headline, the, ladies and gentlemen. The, uh, who's the fella, isn't it? <laughs> who's the What's his name? In The Godfather. What's his name? Who's... Give me Marlon Brando. Him. I can't watch it. Stepped up. I can't watch it. Because I see... Who's the fella? I see Steve. Steve, you ain't plaffed him enough. I don't thought I'm not watching that. If he can't speak... If he can't... In my basic acting skill lessons that we've been doing, diction is very important. And they tell me he's a world-class actor. By all accounts, he liked to drink on set. And then he was... 
Holy hell. I'm not eyeing the telly. That is the best one you've done so far. Impression. That's just off. I wish. That's off. The... Is there any way we could just cut a segment as a quiz? Who is J- I said, it's that's Bruce. How it is. That's like Bruce Forsyth and Steptoe and Son. Yeah, well. Steptoe from Steptoe and Son. So I won't watch it because of that. But just because of his speech. Listen. So you just want what you don't watch films because of someone with a speech impediment, is what he you're saying? He has no speech impediment, has he? Well, I think it's. That's what I mean. It's like me with ping pong balls in my mouth. You, you don't what, talk to right? me when I've got them. I'm watching a film. Yeah. Optimum yeah. volume. Yeah. 18 on my telly. If people start doing that, I've got to start hiring the volume up. I haven't got time to be to go into 22 and then back to 18 when another <coughs> act comes on. I bet, the, I, bet, I bet the King's Speech proper wound you, wound you up, didn't, didn't it, eh? That. Didn't <laughs> that. Oh, what's he called? See? I can't remember his name. You're though. trying to be all woke there and be right I'll, on. I'll, I'll, go, I'll get his name in a bit. I'm going to find it. I remember exactly. Right. Oh, oh he's an Australian last, guy. We've got loads to get. What, what have we got? Uh, the last one, Shawshank Redemption. Loved, loved it. Yeah. Yeah, great film. Well, the shocker there, the headline there is just like I said, the Godfather no, Steve, fact. He's <laughs> <laughs> not like a dirty old man, the way you're doing it. <laughs> good game, good game. I just shot him. You were waking up with a horse's head. <laughs> no, no, in this game, for two in a bed. <laughs> Should we get our guest on? Yeah, let's get our guest on. Let's get. He's on the end of this phone line right now. Oh, he's got... a very special guest from America's Got Talent. It's the wonderful Tape Face. I'm excited. There you go. Tape face, welcome to the show. Tape face, I, I said I should do this. Hello, tape face. It's uh, Jamie and Steve. It's a pleasure to speak to the world's finest mime artist. How's things going in Vegas? Okie dokie. We'll try them again later. Try them again. Try them again later. Yeah, try them again later. Let's move swiftly on, shall we? So, can I tell you about my acting? Yeah, go on. So, um, yeah, because what? it's moved on a stage, hasn't it? Well, I. Whew. As it moved on at a stage, um, well, first things first, I got a, I got a message. I got a message. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was a wind-up. So, obviously, my skill yeah. is that of a middle-aged... My acting role, the perfect acting role, is of a, a middle-aged scouse bloke. So, then I get a message from a... What I would <laughs> say is a soap star. Right? Not only soap star, West End star as well. West End yeah. star. Yeah. Saying, hi, Jamie, all right, um, I've got a, an audition next week for this. Uh, you've got it on that bloody foot, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you're regretting uh, bringing uh, this up, though, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, playing the role of, I'm playing the role of a scouse actor. Will you, can you help me? <laughs> And I said, of course I will, because I'm a nice guy. And I was dead busy as well, by the way. I dropped everything to help him. And I said, is this a wind-up? Well, you phoned me as well. You, you actually phoned me and said, are you winding me up with Tom? Because Tom Lister we're talking about. He got, he got so this audition. Tom Lister. And he, he thought, you generally thought it was a wind-up, but he has generally got this audition. Oh, so it's not a so wind-up? It's not a wind-up at all. Because I did a song for him as well. I know. I know exactly what you did for him. Have you got because it? Because I've got oh, it right wow. here. Let's have a listen to Jamie's audition, no, please. No, no. It, it drags on a bit, so we'll only play an excerpt. Are you ready? 
When I was in the Austrian Alps, I lived with a group of monks atop a distant mountain range with goats and sheep and skunks. I loved their modest life for weeks and discovered they were baking geeks and their strudel in particular was feigned. It was all down to this one technique they claimed. Needing is for hey, common tell you folk. What, it's really funny. funny. Yeah, you think, no, you're not. I can't. No, well, it was a serious. That was a poem. Uh, yeah. I added the tune myself because he didn't give me any reference to go to. <laughs> so I was, I was quite pleased that really because a bit playing in the background as you talk, Gwen. Carry on. Do you know what sound like? Marlon Brando in the Godfather. <laughs> That's how he sounds. I was muffled. Innovators, innovators. Oh, it's brilliant, mate. So, but the I fact that you've uh, within how many? Within three weeks of us promoting your acting skills yeah. on, on here, yeah. you have you've been uh, you've been lending your an acting acting skills. Uh, yeah, you can put that on your CV as well now. Yeah, so I Incredible. did. I did it. So, but I did have an um, obviously acting. It is something that's been around. I, did, I forgot to tell you me me extra story. I was an extra for a while. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In two thousand eight, uh, two thousand nine, when Bradley, I remember that day because Bradley was uh, was just well, I was born. Gonna say, you know, I was doing it about ten years earlier than that with with mm. Bren Riley. You know, our friend, me and Bren. That's how I first met Bren Riley. Right. Doing doing yeah, doing walk on stuff. What should we call support cast? Support now? sporting artists, I think you so call. We got into. It. I don't know yeah. why we got. It was just. It was a easy gig in the day, and you were always done quite time. Yeah. You could go and do comedy at night, and that's yeah. how it was sold to us, really. But then the final one, we ended up doing one. Um, it was a. It was a. It was a. What was it? An ITV drama called Cold Blood with Russell Brand and Matthew Kelly, and um, we were the we were policemen. It was me and Dave Twenty. We were policemen. Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in it. So, but we ended up not getting paid. Because what happened is we were there all day and we were police officers and I didn't realise right that um you, you literally you can be there for hours and hours and hours. So we had two scenes that we had to do. One was outside looked like a town hall. Yeah. But it was made to look like a courtroom. Yeah. Yeah. And we were expecting yeah, the, always, yeah. the, the police to arrive with the whatever. So <coughs> we're stood either side of the gate, me and Dave in our police uniform. Yeah. And some woman come over and went, um, what are you doing here? Like, and I said, oh, well, we're just, you know, we're guarding this for the film. And she went, so you're not real police officers? I went, no. And she went, where's the bloody money? Right, and she walked <laughs> off. So as it's going on and on and on, Dave's getting nervous because we've got to be at a gig. We were gigging for Dead Sharples at the Iguana. Remember that? I remember, sure? yeah. It was always so, in the window. Basically. So now it's getting to six o'clock and we've gone indoors <clears> now. And what happens is the police are going to see where this child's being abducted. So as all the police were in, me and Dave are guarding either side of this store, right? Yeah. So we're doing that. They do the scene, blah, 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 and then cut, because now they're going to do another angle and then go in the store. But we're all just sat in this big changing room, all this, that, and the other, and this lad walks in, and he's got a big sort of tray of sandwiches and cakes and all sorts. And I went, oh, dinner's here, dinner's here. And Dave's going, oh, no, we need to get to this gig. Need to this. He was panicking, but I said, we'll be all right, we'll be all right. And I went, yeah, mate, I'll have one of them, please. Thank you very much. And he went, you lot. As in the extras, yeah. we'll get yours later. I went, you having a laugh? I said, we're starving. He went, yeah, yours comes later. Yeah. This this is for the sound and lightning. Well, Dave Twentyman's he's he's arguing and he he's not happy. He's, he's seeing red. So as he's arguing, he's stripping off. Right? Well, taking his uniform. Taking his, yeah, off, yeah, he's got his bag, 
and he's getting changed. I'm, I don't need this. I don't need the stress. He's not even giving us a butty. I'm going, and he just goes. So anyway, I end up getting a butty and all that eventually. But Dave's gone, and then they call us all back out and then get back in your places because they're going to do it from your angle. And they start and filming one shot. They notice. Well, the director goes like, action, whatever. <clears throat> and of course, there's only me on the side of the door. He goes, stop, stop, we're missing a policeman. Because obviously there was two policemen, one either side of the door. <laughs> and he goes, where's the other policeman? Where's the other policeman? He's and on I his went, way to Iguana. He's gone. He said, what do you mean he's gone? I mean, he's got off. What, what do you mean? Why has he gone off? What, 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 I'm confused. And I, and get I went, a butty. And I pointed at this lad who had a big boom mic, and I went, he wouldn't give him a butty. <laughs> and he went, what? I went, he wouldn't give us a butty. He went, have I lost a copper because someone wouldn't give someone a butty? And I went, it was his fault. <laughs> blow, blow with his boom. Yeah. So, oh my anyway, word. This, this and it, we got back and never got. That was it. That was the last of my. Um, oh, that was the last of my extras work, and it was used... a very, very, very quick glimpse of me in the actual drama. Was it? Yeah, but you got. You got What's it called in the drama? Cold blood. Cold blood. Oh yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, like yeah. a psychological thriller. Have a, you know what? I, I if you, you can spot me on the DVD now. Oh yeah. Right? If you still have a DVD working machine. It's probably on some catch-up programs, but um, oh, I was in Sherlock Holmes. Remember the Sherlock Holmes series, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. And I would be about fifteen, sixteen-year-old, that kind of age, and I was—I think it's called something like the Norford or the Norwood Builder. This episode, and there's a body at the beginning of it. There's a body found, uh, all charred remains of a body in some building, and I was there for the fire scene. And there's one shot where the camera just pans. We're all there, this building's on fire. It's right at the very beginning of the episode. All this building's on fire and it just pans this little kid, this little 16-year-old lad looking into the fire. And it's me. And I was proper burning it. They set off this building. They, I generally, they set this building on light. This is where they've got no respect for extras or supporting no. artists is it? at all. And we're basically, can you get a little bit nearer? bit nearer. I'm, I'm, my face is almost blistering. I'm just staring at it. And I always remember I had a brand new white, lovely white jacket I got, 80s kind of style white jacket. I loved this jacket. Yeah. I wore it, didn't I, for that. First, only the first time I'd worn it, I think. And I just came home all covered in black fingerprints because I'd been in this charred remains of the house all day. Oh, no. And then God. I went on to, I did loads, I did loads of stuff, loads of stuff for doing like, extra work. Good times, mate. Good times. Good times. Uh, anyway, I, I did also want to talk to you today about what I was going to say about what I said to my wife this week and my witticism. Do you want to hear me a little witticism? Oh, is this going to be a regular feature? Uh, well, it may, might well be, knowing my wife and Go on, thing. I, I just made a mental note of it because it made, it made me laugh. And to be fair, it did make her laugh because she's... I can't remember what she did. She said some little... Come, do you know, before you do it, yeah. can you just tell people when you surprised her for them? Um... Your little holiday break and they give her clues. When did they give her what? what? And you went, here we go. And in the car, there was all clues. When you were on tour. And then you were trying to say where you go. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't try to remember what it oh, was. Right, dig it. it out for next time. Dig okay. It out. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, because once you... Oh, no, I do know. I do know it. Right, yeah, what? of course I do. How did I forget that? I forgot we never discussed this on the on no, the podcast, have we? Was brilliant. So the idea was for her birthday last year, 50th. I would for her fiftieth, I would take her on a sneaky trip away 
somewhere she's never been. She's always said she'd like to go to Greece. Now, I've been to Greece, many of the Greek islands when I was younger, before I met her. She's never been anywhere in Greece. So I thought, well, I'll have a look where we can go, because obviously there was, there was limits on where we could travel at the time. And so I found little Greek, uh, a little Greek, um, I can't remember which area, just on the northern coast of Greece now. And Sivota, I think it's called, Sivota, this little beautiful place. Anyway, I put a note in a card. And I put a picture at the front of of Greece, the film. Yeah. Right. And I wrote all in it saying, you're the one that I want. Yeah. And also at the beginning I wrote, there's a clue in this card as to where you're going. You're the one that I want. Let's go somewhere with a sandy beach. Yeah. Right. And other clues. I'm trying to think of other songs. That I, put. I put basically a whole load of, t- t- of tracks from Greece lightning. Right. Yeah. Let's hope there's no lightning while we're there. Right. I said, go on then, where am I taking you? And she went, all right, all right. Ooh, let me think, Greece, Greece, that's all those are film, all those are quotes from songs in Greece, Greece. Oh, where are you taking me? Greece, Greece, <laughs> where are you taking <gasps> And then her little face lit up like the bulb finally spark, yeah. and she went, oh, are we going to America? <laughs> Because that's where Greece is set. And I went, no, we're going to Greece. And she, <laughs> by then, she turned what I thought was going to be an elate, no, a, bit, a moment of elation to a moment of, oh, right, I'm not going to America, then just to Greece. Greece. Just I thought that was quality. Amazing, isn't quality. it? Anyway, she, she, she did a, a, another classic this, this week. Oh, go on, tell me. I can't remember what was happening. We were travelling down to London in the car and she said something. She just did a comment. She says, will you stop in a go? She says, I'll have you know that I'm going through a very difficult time in my life. Meaning, you know, oh, yeah. men are, but that yeah. kind, you know, what, what ladies go through at that kind of age. And she went, I'm going through a very difficult period in, this, in my life. I said, what? Marriage? I'm going through it too. <laughs> what did she say? She, she, to be fair, she did laugh. Good. Which brave. was, I, I was very brave. See, it was a very brave, because at any other, t- there, there would be another moment where that would have resulted in a slap. We've just had, yeah, we've just had a DM from right. Tate Face. All right. Yes. Yeah, so go he's on. Asking, oh, oh. Give he's a, just calling back. Call him back. Yeah, let's okay. give him a call. Okay, so our special guest this week from America's Got Talent, Tape Face. Give me a ring. Ring him. There we go. Hi, mate. Oh. Nah. Hello. Hello. Tape Face, the number one mime artist in the world. Great to have you on our show. Real pleasure. How's things going? Hello. Let's move on. Move on. Move on. I want to. I, I did say at the beginning I wanted to talk about dogs. Oh yeah. Right. And um, just been thinking, just pondering, watching my own dog. I've only got him in twelve. We collected him twelve months yesterday. Oh wow. So just That's February. Long, February. Isn't it? But yeah, I know. Fe- February last year we got him a little tiny puppy, and now look at him, big beast of a dog that he is now. He's a cocker spaniel for those who need to know, called Gino. And I heard this week. I think it was on another podcast, actually. And it was someone saying that, do you know that, you know, some people, I don't know if you're one of these, tell me if you are, can detect by sense of smell alone yeah. whether a cup of tea has got a spoonful of sugar in or not. All right. So you've got a cup of tea, you put a spoonful of sugar in. Right. You smell it. Some people can detect the sugar in it. So oh. that's the one with sugar. Just from the smell. Smell right. alone. A dog... Get this. Yeah. 
a dog could detect that smell. This is how sensitive and how good the sense of smell is. A dog can detect that in a s swimming pool. So a, a spoonful of sugar in a swimming pool full of water. In a cup of tea. But a tea, I, I don't listen. It. I didn't get sense. all the de I didn't get all the details. Hang on, a dog can sense a teaspoon of sugar in a swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's pool. Well, about... I don't want to talk about Olympic size. Well, just a swimming. I'm just saying it's impressive, isn't it? Well, Even if it's know. a small swimming pool, gem, it's still impressive. Even if it's a hot tub, it's impressive. What I'm saying is that's not the point. The size of the swimming pool is irrelevant here. What is impressive is that dog's sense of smell. But what's more confusing to me is why, with that sensitive smell, that, oh, that, that sensitive nose, it can detect that. Why does it sniff other dogs' asses? Well, they may be in swimming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? They could, so, well, well, all I can detect, right, what do you deduce from that? If a dog with that sensitive smell likes to go to that area of another dog and do a good sniff, yeah. it suggests to me that that smell is... Sugary. Not necessarily sugar, but... Sweet. Sweet, attractive. Yeah. That is, that to a dog, the smell of a buttock to another dog, right, is... Effectively, it, that's its coffee in the morning. That's its bacon butty. That's its wet grass. The smells that we love as humans, that's the dog. So it loves it. Now, what I then got to thinking, aren't we lucky as a species that it was never the other way around? What, that we sniff bums? Well, we love the smell of our own waste. I'm sorry to drag the podcast right down here, but don't you think that's some huge relief? Imagine how different life would be in so many ways. For example, if you go for a restaurant meal, right, and that was a, that was a smell that you love, you go, uh, could we possibly have a, a, a table near the toilets, please? Yeah, but Do you know what if I mean? it was reversed, yeah. then the dogs would have to pick up and bag our mess. <laughs> That'd be good, though. With how good would that? How good would that? Well, they wouldn't. Because we wouldn't want them to, because we want it lying around to. Oh, breathe that in. You know the the saying that we got. I'm not convinced. No, but no, because it's just common sense. I, I just know. I'm just saying that, like, if you, the the expression, I give that five minutes. It wouldn't be that. It was a. I tell you what, I just laid a, I laid a beauty before you all no. arrived. So I've left the door open. Come on in, and I everyone think going. What you need to do before the next episode is come back with it, with the size of the pool for me, because I'm not oh, convinced. Right, right. I'm not thinking. Am I thinking paddling pool? Yeah, I should have done a little bit more research into that, I'll be just, honest with you. You've just crowbarred that in for comedic effect. You've let yourself down. <laughs> You're talking about sniffing bums and sugar. And I think we need facts on that. Uh, fair point. Was it funny in your head? It was funny in my you head, You typed yeah. that down, didn't you? Yeah, I wrote a little bit about it, yeah. I, think, there, something you want I still think it is funny. I still think it's funny the idea that if, I just think we're lucky. I just like I said, I just think we're lucky as a species. That what never have you happened to us. Let's see if you can rescue this section. Well, I, I was reminded Let this me week. Throw you a ball. It, it is. It is. Uh, it's totally different. This. You didn't but, get the reference. Well, let me throw. Yeah, I did. Sorry, go on. Yeah, very good. Throw, throw me a bone. A very, ball. A ball. Like a bone. Well, or stick. I've got a photo. Well, that would be another thing. If we had dogs, we'd love that. We'd I've love got a, a photo on my phone I'm going to show you later. Mm. That we were in Trafford Centre yesterday and Bradley saw a, like a bazooka launcher for tennis balls. And he said, take that photo for Steve. And I took a photo of it. It's a long way though, isn't it? You need a big stage to utilise that. I've often thought about using one for ping pong balls. No, for Get the dog. To... For your oh, for dog. the dog. No. You don't walk on your dog. <laughs> 
general enjoyment for me. You see, I do like... <laughs> I actually thought, I'll put that in the show. But ping pong ball, imagine someone at the back of an audience firing a ping pong ball, it goes all the way across the stage and then I catch it in my mouth. That'd that be impressive, be impressive, wouldn't it? Right, okay, I'll put that in for Panto next year. I'll make a... No, the, another thing, I saw my neighbour the other day. Oh, yeah. And it brought back a story about a doorbell. Have you got a doorbell in your house? No. Because, no, we don't. Got a and knocker. It, it, right, well, we, we've got a knocker, but it's the whoever, delivery people at the moment, they're shocking anyway, aren't they? Example today, I've ordered a new microphone stand for this very podcast. Never, it, I thought it hadn't turned up. I've looked into it, and apparently he dumped it in some box at the bottom of my garden that I'd never, honestly, it's like, he must 50 have yards away from my house. He's had a right walk there, hasn't he? Yeah, he's walked right to the bottom of my garden, right? Yeah. And dumped it in a box there, this thing. But anyway, what I'm saying is my door, I should get a doorbell fitted. But years ago, I did get one fitted, you see, but it was one of these ones, wireless one. Oh, right? yeah. So you basically, you just stick it onto your wall outside and you can you can transport the other bit, the other piece. You can, either get, you can mount it well, on your yeah, wall. Yeah. You can take it wherever you want. So you used to have it in the front room with us at night. We put it up there. And it started making random ding-dong. Not ding-dongs, it used to make random dings. Ooh. If someone came to the door, it'd go ding-dong, like that, right? Yeah. You'd go to the door and let someone in. Occasionally, it'd just go ding, and i go, oh, something like that. So you go to the door, open the door, no one there. Oh. Right, okay. Go back in. A few hours later, ding, go to the door, no one there. And it used to happen regularly. And then eventually... I just happened to be staring out my front room window and it went ding again. And as I look, the guy opposite yeah. and the house opposite us, he's just getting in his car. And I went, no way. What? Do you know what, what it was? What? His key fob. Oh, same frequency. Yeah. So every time he was getting in or out of his car, it give. but what, how weird that it didn't even do the bing bong. How weird that it just triggered a bing, another bing bong. Oh. Don't you think that's a bit odd? Be careful with frequencies. I remember King George's Hall, somebody tell me. So it was in Blackburn anyway. They have two rooms, don't they? And one was a comedy club and one was the uh, panto. <laughs> and so you got lots of, oh, oh no, the other the way around. Club. You don't mind if you, oh no, it isn't in the, the comedy, the, but the other the way around. The comedy club white, uh, wireless microphone was coming through in the panto. Oh, so you can imagine you the language. Good of... evening, my mother. <laughs> Oh no! It's yeah. every. It's it, yeah. Got to be so careful. I have genuinely had it in um, in in gigs where the local taxi company doesn't yeah. happen as much now. I think people are a bit more clued up to these things, aren't they? Yeah. But back in the day, back in the, day. the back in day when we were starting out, Jamie. Oh, that's ridiculous! You know, here's one for you: Tiger Cabs, Tiger Cabs, Col Emil Hempstead Road. That kind of thing would pop up quite frequently, wouldn't quite it? Often. Or frequently. Can I tell you See what the? It's, it's it's film related, but it's, yeah. I know we've talked a lot about ITV dramas and all that stuff. But we we had a, a house round here that sort of that became a bit of a celebrity. But, you know, Sheridan Smith, her name came up as well the other week. But her drama called it No Escape was yeah, on. yeah. And there was a house round here. Didn't you mention this on the last podcast? No, did you? No, are you sure? I keep mentioning to you. To kid, talk, I, I to keep talking, kid, yeah, I've heard this story so many times. Go on, I know, carry on. But. It was used as a location, this big flash house, gorgeous house. <clears throat> and that's where I go for my daily walk and I was walking. But the film crew everywhere, Sheridan Smith is going to be in it. Yeah. They even made the local Facebook page, you know, how exciting a local property is going to be in this new drama. Yeah. yeah. 
what they don't tell you is what scene it's going to be in. <laughs> so quickly, I'll sort of summarise is that her sister, Sheridan Smith's sister, yeah. lives in this house in the drama. Mm. And she's met a Turkish boyfriend. So he's in Turkey and she's at home. And in this outbuilding, this nice big office out type building, the scene is this woman's on FaceTime doing a video message, but she's doing a sexy FaceTime to a Turkish boyfriend who's also doing sexy so time. So now people who recognise that house. Well, the thing is that they would have been telling everyone round here. You must all watch the friends, it. You must watch it. You've got to watch it tonight. You've got to watch it tonight. And they oh, weren't on. And the only scene is here. All you can hear <laughs> is, oh, Ishmael, Ishmael. <laughs> and you're like, turn it off. Turn it off. The kids, everyone it, would have been it, sat around watching. It is funny, though, isn't it, how these things draw you in just because we've had one recently that Stay Close was all filmed in Brinskill Woods near us. Right. That's the death. That, it's a lovely little place, but it's like about, eventually the uncovers were like 12 bodies, right? I think it's even more than that. Anyway, mass murder, and it's been taking place in Brinskill Woods well, in Chorley, really? near me, right? But the one that always gets me is, and it proper winds me up as well, it, so many people must have similar stories of this, is um, Kasha with Peter K. Peter oh, K. Yeah. Kasha. The journey he takes to work because you're going, hang on, he's just driven past that place because he because he he's so clever, is Peter. He won't travel much for his work. Is so he just doing all it's all filmed around Bol between Bolton and Manchester, but they obviously just go there and then drive back and drive. So at some point you're going, hang on, he's he, if he's there now and two minutes later he's driven, he's now back in Bolton. He's going, he's just doing a loop. But only us who right. know the locale who recognise how stupid and ridiculous this is. Eh? Locale? The locale. Oh, God. DM, DM, quick DM, tape face, tape <laughs> oh, face. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, here right, we go. Final time. Final, final time. There we go. There we go. There we go. Here we go. Great. What an act, by the way. Vegas, from Vegas, like you say, tours of of the world, ladies and gentlemen. It's a legendary. We're pleased to welcome Tapeface onto the show right now. That's no, I tell you, that's the last time we book a mime act. They're not very entertaining. Are they? They're not. No, he's good no. on stage, but yeah, it's just not the same, is it? Should it's we just finish? Not the same. Should I do a clothing forecast? Yeah, I, now I've worked the jingle out. I realised it was ah, in two parts, yeah. and I realised I had to leave the other, leave it running. It I'll talk over the top. It's got what we a call bed. a bed, a bed, it's and then bed. at the end it has a stab. There you go. There well, you I didn't go. know that, did I? Bed and here stab. So here so we go. It's, it's, we've had a couple of storms since we last met. How's yeah. the weather looking for this week, Stevie? Hang well, on. well let me hang on. I haven't given you a plumbing. <clears throat> Wrapped up is the key, Jamie, with scattered waterproofs still. A toasty start for many this morning. Thermals will continue through the rest of the day, with some experiencing fleece and merino. Jumpers will remain thick overnight, with woolen spells across the region. It will be three to four layers for those in exposed areas, though, with widespread flannelette by the morning. Bold colours moving in from the east, reaching coastal areas by the weekend. Patterns picking up through the day with a strong chance of checks and lumberjack shirts in areas. 
A few isolated fishermen's jumpers, of course, but these will be scarce and limited to Fleetwood. Shoe state, boots to waders. Tights, highs of 375 denier, almost a legging, Jamie. Underwear, thong to long, and that's your clothing. And that's your podcast. And I made that work. Thank you. Play out.